What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Previously on the Simply Human podcast. All the clients that, that go just above parallel and then back up. And, you know, what I tell my guys is... It's the parallel and just right below parallel. That's where that's where the, the buried treasure is as right. far as athleticism. You know, that's where we want to go. That's where we want to develop strength in order to attain that next level of uh, strength and, and athleticism. It's episode 77 of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is the much-anticipated, for us anyway, listener question, email answer show. Does that make sense? Then it's another moderately funny edition. Very succinct title you've come up with there. <laughs> then it's uh, Humans Being Human segment with Cousin Zach, Rick's Cousin Zach. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. And yes. we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? I am terrific. How are you? It took. I'm good. It took us 77 shows in like a year and a half to finally get enough questions to feel like a 20-minute. <laughs> uh, uh, enough questions other than, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and I have a follow-up. Are you an idiot? Yeah, and then my, my favorite review of all time is, uh, man, I thought Mark was going to be w- like m- like a lot worse looking because <laughs> of all the poop in his pants stories, and he was not that bad looking of a guy. I mean, he's not as he's not a great, but uh, oh, well, know. that's what you're going to hang your hat yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so I have I, I texted you maybe I have. I had dinner with my parents. Yes, you texted me a couple days ago and said you had dinner with your parents. You have several stories for crosstalk. Yeah, that's what we call a second. Uh, okay, so. My dad and your dad have this in common. They love ice cream. And if, if, <laughs> if, if there was like a like a like some sort of picketing line or like a million men march to support Bluebell, our dads would like organize the Okay, the I feel like we need a timeout for the people who listen to the show that aren't in Texas. There are right. lots of things Texas and Texan – Texas in general and Texans inside of Texas. That's a weird way to phrase that. Yes. I'm going to start over. In Texas, you have lots of things that uh, Texans think are the best and nothing else will do and uh, things that are iconically Texas, high school football. Uh, other states couldn't imagine uh, filling like you know a 70,000-seat stadium for high school football. Well, that's done here. Uh, barbecue, you know, things of that nature. Well, Bluebell ice cream, maybe people, maybe uh, you know, John Q. Listener in New Jersey was like, Hey, we're taking blue ball off the shelves. Forget about it. I don't know what that means. Okay, let me fill you in. People here are going, and I'm telling you, they're going completely ape-ass over this. 
Uh, Bluebell is the official ice cream of the state of Texas. If you ask me, this is the most overrated thing of all time history. I've had a thousand ice creams better than Bluebell, but you can't tell Joe Texan, who, like, you know, he's got a six shooter, that Bluebell is not the best ice cream that's ever been created ever. And there are lots of people who won't eat any other ice cream other than Bluebell. None at all. So it's a humongous, gigantic thing here. Uh, and so people around here are freaking the well, F out. So that's that's the it, this isn't a bluebell story, but that's some good background. Oh well, you idiot! I thought you were setting me up. Okay, this is what happens when we don't talk about this beforehand. By the way, <laughs> no, but that's I good. You were setting up a bluebell. No, no. Story. That, well, that's good background to, to tell you how much my dad loves ice cream. That's okay. that's pivotal and could important. Could have stopped me five minutes ago, but that's all right. Let me it's go. okay. Wind so, me up and let me go. So one of the things my dad likes to do, he, he's always looking for an excuse to eat ice cream. So he loves stopping through. He's like, oh hey, it's uh, Monday morning. Let's celebrate with a frosty from Wendy's, and so. His one of his things, and I guess I don't know. I guess I may or may not have known this. He he told me at dinner that he's always for all time. He loves eating ice cream really, really fast because when you burp it up and you like have that sort of acid reflux, it's kind of like it's cold burp goop. That's like ooh, you get to like enjoy the ice cream twice. What does that make? Like so, like when you burp it up, it's like comes back. Stop! And- stop! <laughs> Stop. That's ridiculous. I know. So listen. So he was telling me this, and I'm like, I love how you just yeah. like bypass that very quickly. Like, yeah, and he likes to burp it up because you know you have the. No, no, no. I don't know. No, you're gonna have to. I don't know either. I don't do this. I mean, I guess that's happened to me before when you kind of like burp up something that tastes good, and it like instead of it like you burping up acid reflux, and it's like burning your mouth. It's like kind of like a pleasant, I guess, taste. What's the matter with your family? Go ahead. So he's like drinking, like chugging. It's like chugging this frosty in his car, so he can like you know the the upside of that is he might get to like instead of getting a you know enjoying a medium frosty, he gets to burp some of it back up and you know gets a large frosty out of the deal, right? Well, so so he's like chugging this frosty, and he like he's like oh yeah here it comes he like feels it coming you know so he's like God so he's like. So he like burps it up and he's like, mm, yeah, you know, yummy, extra frosty in my mouth, you know, and he swallows it and he's driving. Right. I don't, I don't know. This is crazy. So, yes, this is crazy. So, yes. Shortly after swallowing this, quote unquote, extra frosty ser- serving, he feels another he feels another one coming on and he's like, oh, right. Here we go. Here's another one. And yes. It's the best part of the day. <laughs> And he goes to like burp it up. And for some reason, this particular and apparently this my dad's been doing this for 60 some odd years. This this particular ice cream burp had a little extra oomph behind it. And it and it like exploded out of his throat. And it was like he said it was like a a frosty grenade. It went off in his face. (laughs) He said Frosty it was just like and like Frosty was like all over his goatee, all over his like dashboard and his steering wheel and like his windshield. It like exploded out of his mouth. And he was like just sitting there like holding the Frosty with like Frosty just all over his shirt. Like it was no, no, it's everywhere. Not, it's not Frosty, it's all over his shirt. It's vomit Frosty. 
<laughs> oh man, yeah, it's a throw up. Basically, I feel like uh, your dad uh, has been playing with fire yeah. all these years, and it's finally got burned. So it's like he's just sitting there, like, okay, what just happened? And it's like, well, Dad, you you got what you asked for on that one. So I don't know. That that's just to me. It's sort of a apple doesn't fall far from the tree kind of deal. Uh, yeah. So I think we're all yeah. gaining a little bit of insight into how Mark <laughs> Rogers became the Mark Rogers that we don't love. So true to form, my mom, who did not get us a free meal at this restaurant, which is very, <laughs> very rare. Which is incidentally the greatest inside yeah. joke among me, you and our friend Jackson oh, of all man. time. Yeah. <laughs> so she, we're all standing outside talking and, and we're like we're at this like Mexican food place in Arlington. And there's this big outside patio, and it's kind of a hopping place, and there's all these people. And we're standing. Where are we at? Can you El Royal? Can you give me a name? Uh, oh, okay. You probably you probably never heard of it. It's no, just like one. It's one place. It's not a branch. So uh, a branch. Branch. It's not a franchise. That's what I meant to say. Um, it's not a tree branch that we were standing on. Um, Branchize. Yeah. So we're like standing right outside of like the main area. There's waiters and waitresses, and it's like uh, the scene from uh, I don't know. What am I trying to say here? Patrick Swayze. Tom Cruise. Dirt. Oh, 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 uh, Dirty Dancing. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Right, Roadhouse. <laughs> you're like, uh, anyway, I couldn't think of another funny Patrick Swayze movie. To, to, it's like Ghost. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, <laughs> so it's like this hopping place. There's people walking in and out. It's very crowded. A busy night. It's like a Thursday night. Is it Friday night? It's Thursday night. So my dad is telling me this story, and it's kind of dragging on, much like the story that I'm telling you now. And, He's telling the Frosty story. Well, no, he had just finished the Frosty story. He was telling me some some. And all these people in the restaurant were like just looking at him. <laughs> all the music stopped. Everyone was just kind of looking over at him. Sir, yeah. get out. Get out, get of, get out of the out. parking lot. So my dad is telling me the story about some old Dallas cowboy that he ran into or some something that like was going on and on and on and on. So my mom was going to make like this super over-exaggerated like yawning motion, you know, like, so if you're going to do that, you're going to open your mouth really wide and you're kind of like pat your mouth with your open hand, right? Like, the, oh, yes. like, okay, like really over-exaggerated because we're not looking at her. So she's trying to get our attention. The problem was she, she opened her mouth really wide. She did not pat her mouth with an open palm. Hmm. She she made her hand into like a zero, <laughs> and started like I guess. <laughs> so I so I look over. My mom is like like ex- over exaggerating this huge motion, like doing this, and I was like, "Mom, what are you doing?" If you don't understand what we're laughing at, uh, just for a moment, look in a mirror and do this. Have your mouth wide open. Like you were going to bake a big yawn, but instead of patting it with your flat out hand, make your hand like, uh, you know, like it's like a, you're wrapped like around zero. something yeah. cylindrical and go. She was like, what? And I was like, you don't, don't do that, right? There's people watching you. Like all these other, now the music stops again for the <laughs> second group. And so I like walk away from that conversation like, okay, there's two, two things right there that I have to tell Rick on the show. It's like prime Rogers family. My poor mom. That is very prime, Rogers. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, well, let's see. It's a listener question show, Rick. Are you excited? So we don't have to do like the, the intro and the music and all this other stuff. We're just going to start answering questions. Right? Yeah. Uh, I would still maintain the format of uh, visit us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. 
if you have, uh, just because you didn't get in on any listener questions, uh, that doesn't mean you can't ask us a question. Uh, so email Mark at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. Email me if you'd like to talk to me at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. Let's see. Uh, uh, let me see if I can think yeah. of all this. Uh, like us on Facebook. We yeah. just went over 1,500 likes. That is huge. I, it like blows my mind. So thank you, everyone who has liked us on Facebook. Uh, let's get some more likes. Like us on Facebook. Follow Mark on Twitter at simplyhuman52. My football over. Yeah, he'll throw football over mountains. And also follow him on Instagram, same handle, at simplyhuman52. Um, also, enter uh, your chance to win a t-shirt by going and giving us an iTunes review. It has to include at least one word. You can't just do the stars and leave no words yep. because we won't see your review on there. So leave us a review with at least one word and enter in to win a free Simply Human t-shirt and the May Simply Human t-shirt giveaway-a-thon extravaganza. Yes, so, and we're going to announce the April winner later on in the show. So Yes, listen. because we're going to hold you hostage in case you're only listening uh, to this piece of crap to see if you want a free t-shirt. You're going to have to wait, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So just hang on. Joke's on you. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So, well, there's also links to the uh, nutrients and oh, skin yeah, and that yeah. stuff. All that stuff. No, that's okay. That's okay. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's still going. Uh, we still have big coupon codes and all that. So if you have any questions about that, you know. um, so let's before we get to the questions, I will mention that Paleo FX, I guess, happened since we did the last. Show. Oh yeah, that's right. And I had sort of a an impromptu uh, podcast. We're gonna play it next show. Kate Galliet and I and Charles Mayfield. Mm. Um, of of paleo uh, comfort foods fame yeah. and other very popular he's a chef and they, he's just all over the place he owns a gym like he they we just i just set up in the expo like at like in the electrical like there was this little booth that was the palmer event center booth and i just like i started unplugging all this stuff <laughs> like computers <laughs> computers started like shutting down and i just like plugged my stuff in and like just acted like i was supposed to be there so we had this like 25 minute uh just sort of talk where we're all sort of live there. I didn't ever, I didn't have to open Skype for the first time in an interview ever. Uh, so that's coming up. We've also got Susan McCauley coming up. We've got Rafe Kelly coming up. We've got um, Claire Sexton is a sleep expert. She's coming up. I mean, it's got like a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. We are actually booked out until like June, like 14th or 21st. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're doing good. So we just need humans being human stories. If you have a good humans being human story, please. That, believe us. it or not, that is the hardest part of the show to find because, uh, you know, not everyone uh, has crazy stories like Mark. So if you do have uh, a uh, a humans being human story, email one of us and uh, uh, just basically a synopsis for the story, and uh, we will figure it out a uh, time to get you on because that's that's what we love is uh, not just the stories that make us sound like idiots, yes. but like the other the other uh, stories from you guys. We're gonna like get- the be- the best one of all time came from a humans being human. It was uh, Glenn's story about the is that the kind that you shove Shutter in or hammer, hammer in. Yeah. And it's going to be hard to top that, but uh, let's give it a shot. And uh, we're going to get an, like an outpouring of Hey, emails. you know what? I have a real quick idea. Okay. Uh, if you give us a human – if you appear on the Humans Being Human segment, you get a free shirt. Can we do that? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. That. Free shirt. How about that? So there you go. For uh, a, a token of appreciation for uh, for helping us out. So do that. Yes. Uh, and if you want to buy a shirt, you can go to simplymelast.com slash shop. Uh, or you can find the girl who does the t-shirts for you and send her a text message and be like, yeah. hey, uh, Mark told me to uh, you know, to text you to get a free shirt. Yeah. Oh, okay. One of my friends did, or friends, acquaintances now, I guess. <laughs> uh, after he He's did that. Friend. Yeah, that I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, um, listener questions. Let's uh, let's start with the one of the ones. Are we going to go in order on the email that you sent me? 
I just a really weird noise just happened. I don't know. It was you oh, farting. My, okay, my family is home. I, I wasn't expecting them to come home at this time. Okay, um, a very recent one that we got from Angie, the most recent winner of the Simply Human uh-huh. T-shirt yes. giveaway-a-thon. And she basically, the question was, without like reading it word for word, she was having a, a hard time giving up Diet Coke. Since she sent us the first email, she has like been doing really good in avoiding Diet Coke. But And, and you have some, I think, uh, some good thoughts on this. So what is the... Okay, Rick... Yes. Diet Coke has no calories. There, you know, like why is why is it bad? Well, I I think it's bad for two reasons. And jump in when uh, I've screwed this up. But number one, it's bad because it's full of chemicals, aspartame and phenol. Look at the can. There's all kinds of stuff. I've been drinking Diet Coke for like almost my whole life, and I still can't pronounce most of that stuff. So number one, it's full of chemicals, and that's kind of part of like the human, you know, eating like a human is trying to eat things that you know what they are, uh, and you know, leave out uh, foods that were created by a nerd in a white lab coat with a clipboard. We're trying to eat foods that cre- that were uh, occur in nature. That's the more healthful way to do things. <clears throat> the second reason it's bad is because Diet Coke is extraordinarily super duper duper sweet. Okay, and uh, believe me when I I'm going to give you my if you're for those of you out there and it doesn't have to be just Diet Coke, Diet uh, Sprite, Coke Zero, Diet Dr Pepper. Any diet drinks, I'm going to just substitute Diet Coke because that's what I have my experience with. But uh, to give you my bona fides, I <laughs> have been a Diet Coke drinker basically my entire life until roughly probably about a year ago maybe. Um, and when I tell you I'm a Diet Coke drinker, like nights at work, there were times that I would drink. I, every day at work I would have at least a big gulp of Diet Coke. We'll get to that point in a second. And sometimes I would have two if I was extra tired or extra thirsty or something. So – I have been drinking it basically nonstop for the, until the last year. So the reason that I think it's the uh, the main reason why I think it's bad for you is because it's super incredibly sweet. And correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, but even if it doesn't have sugar in it or you know a, a calorie calorie sweetener doesn't have uh, you know honey or or stevia or whatever, um, that sweetness sends a message to your brain that you are consuming something sweet, i.e. sugar, and that kickstarts the insulin response, um, which in turn causes your body to dump a lot of insulin into your blood to control the elevated blood sugar, which in turn kickstarts the fat storage uh, you know, response. And so drinking Diet Coke, yes, there are no calories in Diet Coke. However, it is still going to cause you to uh, – to store body fat. Am I not correct? That, in this? Is, that is correct, Rick. I'm very, very proud of you. You have learned something over the yes. last uh, year and a half. That's very good. I, I have. And yeah. so uh, the number three reason why uh, diet sodas are so insidious, how's that as a, Ooh, as a word? Scary movie. Is that, uh, and this is uh, something that I uh, you know, struggle with here and there as well. When you don't um, change your taste buds, if you are continually eating sweet, 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 and drinking sweet, 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 your body and your taste buds become desensitized to that sweet, and so you don't understand quite how sweet it is, and so you develop a taste for something super sweet, and so you continue to crave super sweet. And so if you're trying to get off of sugar and sweeteners, and that's basically – to me, eating like a human means eating real food and avoiding grains and avoiding uh, added sugars and also added sweeteners. So it doesn't just have to be sugar, but also sweeteners. If you don't ever cut out the added sweeteners, 
then your mouth your mouth is always going to be craving <laughs> sweet stuff okay <laughs> and you'll you're never going to break that cycle of craving sweet and craving sweet and craving sweet funny story uh i am not i wouldn't say that i'm like you know super diet coke free i'll have one or two a month just once in a blue moon and i had one about a week ago and uh it was it was like getting punched in the face with a boxing glove covered in sugar and honey. <laughs> it was so sweet and it's not good. Yeah. And I was just, I took like a few sips of it and I was like, man, I can't believe that I used to drink uh, a ton of this. Another thing that I told Angie that I think is helpful is, is uh, it's all semantics in nature. When I said I drink a big gulp, well, how many ounces is a big gulp? Well, it's 32 ounces. That's a quart. So when I started telling myself how I got off Diet Coke is telling myself, good God, I'm drinking a quart of Diet Coke every day. Oh my God, sometimes I'm drinking two quarts, i.e. a half a gallon of Diet Coke a day. And just because it's, at that point I knew that it's not good for me, and so I knew I had to stop, and it, it was uh, almost playing mind games with myself, trying to convince myself that I don't want to do this. And eventually I won out. I don't know. I have no other super great tips. Yeah. But just other than telling you, reiterating how bad it is for you and how much you have to get off. And if you want to, you know, have a healthy nutrition strategy, you're going to have to get off of sweeteners, both natural sweeteners and artificial sweeteners to change your taste buds so that you're not constantly craving sweet. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of things here. Like, so a, it's like trying to find that, the sweetener that's not gonna affect you negatively, like trying to cheat around that yeah. that sweet that food reward system, to me isn't like that's not the answer, right? So then the right. other part of that is it's a shortcut, and yeah. it's a shortcut that's not gonna get you to where you want to be, right? And, and another thing is like it's your your palate, like that you mentioned, sort of resetting your palate. This is just an example. I don't I don't uh, recommend anyone doing this. I, I don't. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you ate like a couple of squares of a, I was just gonna use this example. Yeah, just gonna use a hundred percent like like chocolate, hundred percent where it's like it's like hard to swallow. Chocolate. Yeah. If you if you only if you ate two squares of that it, every and didn't have any other sweets like that was your only like sort of you know quote unquote sweet even though there's no sugar in it. If you do that for like a month. 85% dark chocolate after like 30 days of that is going to taste like a Snickers bar, right? Yeah. And there's, and so an 85% dark chocolate, you're actually getting some benefit from that than rather than eating like the quote unquote dark chocolate that is, you know, has, you know, one gram of fiber and 40 grams of sugar in it. Like an almond joy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess a mounds, I guess. Yeah. It's the and then I guess my, the last point on that is, okay, Diet Coke. Yeah. Okay. It's no calories. And the, the, what's, what's the science behind all this stuff? Like to me, like the whole idea of like the simple human lifestyle, we, we don't need another science. Humans didn't develop and, and haven't had that in their entire existence. There, there's no like huge benefit to it. So if it's not like a huge benefit, oh, people that drink Diet Coke, uh, you know, don't have heart attacks or they can run, you know, sub four minute miles. Or there's some crazy benefit to it. Then to me, it's like, it shouldn't be in the the norm, right? It shouldn't be like an yeah. everyday. Yeah, and I think yeah. I read somewhere that like uh, you know someone opining about this was like you know we should really only be drinking beverages that have been around for a uh, hundred thousand years, which is basically I guess just coffee and water, well, something along uh, those yeah, lines. So I'm like, probably butchering the quote. Well, Nassim Taleb, uh, yeah, anything that's uh, more than a thousand years old, so it's coffee, water, and wine. I throw whiskey in there. Whiskey's like four or five hundred years old, so I'm I'm throwing whiskey in. Oh, okay, well, you just throw it in as well. But uh, so, and uh, we we did like we said earlier, uh, 
uh, Angie has been having some success in kicking the Diet Coke habit. Uh, and I think another thing very, very, very quickly, I know being long-winded, that I told Angie in the email that I think is important is we use the term addicted uh, when we're talking sometimes about this lifestyle. And I don't want to like discount someone struggling with it because I've definitely struggled with it. But an addiction is something that physically you can't do without, i.e. like you shoot heroin and then all of a sudden you stop shooting heroin you're going to have like withdrawals. big time withdrawals, like yeah. physically, you're going to be physically <laughs> sick. Uh, no one drank more Diet Coke than me. And I can tell you when I stopped drinking Diet Coke, I did not get physically ill. And so I, I think it's just, it's, it's a, a labeling thing. But when we say we're, oh, I'm addicted to this, or I'm addicted to that. You're letting that item have power over you. You're not addicted to Diet Coke. You like drinking Diet Coke and it is a very pervasive habit to drink Diet Coke. But you're not addicted to it. If you stop drinking Diet Coke, you might get like maybe a head, like a caffeine headache. Well, have some coffee instead. But you're not going to get physically ill. Yeah. Don't let um, what and it, it's whatever substance it happens to be. Uh, you know, Diet Coke for some people. Uh, you know, jelly beans or I don't know whatever. We're letting these foods have power over us by using words like I'm addicted to this or I'm addicted to that. You're not addicted. Well, maybe you're more Believe conditioned me. to it. You know, it's yeah. Like you, I think that's a better term. Or, yeah. or understanding that it's, it's a habit. It's a habit I need to break. And just understanding it that way just kind of takes the power away from from whatever item that is that you think you can't do without. Believe me, you can do without it. And one one interesting unless it's unless it's water. Yeah, you can yeah, don't don't kick yeah, water. Food, Water's yeah. great. So one interesting thing about addiction in a book I just read. Uh, actually, you know, it's the one you were t- talking with Jason Saib on his yeah, podcast about. Yeah, uh, okay. why zebras don't get ulcers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, the the qu- chasing the scream is the addiction book. Why zebras don't get ulcers. So an interesting thing about addiction, and this is, doesn't have really have anything to do with the diet coke thing. This is just kind of a really interesting point. It's like okay, when you first start like shooting heroin or or drinking heavily or whatever it is, you are after the the positive feeling, like the, how it makes you feel, right? Tell me about it. Yeah, talk slower. When you get addicted to it, you're not. It, this is interesting, and I, I've never been like addicted to a substance, so I don't like. I I don't know this, but this is apparently. I how have it works. so. Yeah. you're speaking my language. Yeah, so you're not necessarily after the high of when you're in an altered conscious state. You're trying to avoid how bad yes. you feel yep. when you're not absolutely under under the influence. Uh, I used it, to years and years and years ago. Uh, I, I used to. Uh, this is so gross, but I used to dip snuff. And if you know, not from you know, if you're not a hillbilly, you don't know what that is. Like the little cans of tobacco that look like a hockey puck that you know hillbillies keep in their back pocket of their jeans. I did that for a long, 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 long time, uh, and dipping like a, a can or two a day, which is a lot. And eventually, like that's what it got to. I need to have a dip because if I don't have a dip, I'm gonna like be not able to concentrate. I'm gonna get a headache. I'm gonna be shaking. Yeah. And at some point, and I couldn't even tell you what it was that I was like, I can't. Do, this is ridiculous. And at some point, I basically just I was ready to give it up, and so I gave it up, and I haven't even looked back since. But uh, you're not looking for the. And when I first started dipping, uh, it was it, you get like a pretty powerful buzz, and that's what I was. Oh man, I'm gonna get a dip. I'm gonna get an awesome buzz. Well, I realized like you know. After 10 years of doing this, like I'm not getting a buzz – more than 10 years. I'm not getting a buzz doing this. Uh, I'm, I'm not getting any benefit from it at all. If, if it still made me feel good, I'd be like, heck yeah. But like I'm just doing it so that I can avoid the bad things that will happen if I don't. Right. So it's the same thing with actual not- real – Addictions. Yeah, and that's not like a psychological thing, like that your neurotransmitters and like your receptors and all these things, you actually feel worse when you come off of the high. Every time you come off of the high, you, that's why that's why you like 
uh, adrenaline junkies need to keep doing like pushing the envelope. Okay, I'm starting off yeah. jumping off the roof. Now I've got to do skydiving. Now I've got to ski off a thing and skydive while I'm skiing off the thing. It's like because when you come every time you come down off of that high, you come down just a little further, which is interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's like my people at work will tell me like after you know when you've been shooting heroin for you know years and years, you're not ever chasing. You're trying to chase as awesome as you felt the very first high, and you're never going to get there. And you, that's yeah. Yeah. so it's the same thing. Okay, we had a question about cold thermogenesis. I think I have a question about that science man. Okay, so just yeah, kidding. Yeah. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> Here's my question: What, what is cold? What the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> so I think I mentioned one time about uh, the fact that I take cold showers regularly. Uh, yes. And someone was like, "What the heck?" And then I think I put I posted a picture when I uh, like of in you December. Taking cold shower? No. Yeah. I'm gonna post that picture <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> a selfie. For you. A selfie of me taking a cold shower. And keep, please keep in mind that it was, I was it was a cold shower. Come on. Uh, but I, there was a picture of me like soaking, you know, neck deep in like the Guadalupe River when it was like forty degrees outside. Yes, I remember uh, this. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, you know, if you read, I first learned about it in the Tim Ferriss book, The Four Hour Body, and then I've I've since done some more uh, research on it, and and really like okay, it's kind of like what we talked about with the Diet Coke thing. The science behind it is interesting, and it's it's cool to read, and it's like wow, that's fascinating. But like here's here's the simply human take on it is that our ancestors were exposed to different temperatures throughout the day all the year round, right? So, like, if they wanted to take a bath or a shower, it was a big pain in the butt to, like, warm the water up, right? So what do they do? They just, like, they, you know, they use the river or whatever it was, and you're so you're exposed to, you know, cold water regularly if you're, you know cleaning yourself, which I think my ancestors probably didn't do that as often. Because um, as you said, my the Rogers family crest was just, what, what did you say it was? Just a guy. There's a lot of things I feel like that are on the Rogers family crest that we're adding more and more yeah. every day. So, uh, one now, is a naked, filthy yeah. cape. <laughs> so the... One of the ideas behind the cold water exposure is like it will it will speed up uh, brown adipose tissue sort of uh, yeah so like that, yeah. you get a lot of brown adipose <laughs> tissue so that's that's the fat that's like way deep down and it's a fat that's got a lot of energy stored in it even more energy and so it will sort of uh, uh, what's the word I'm trying to to, to look for it's like it, it sort of gets that ready organizes that that tissue to release as energy but like to get like the brown adipose tissue activation you have to be like you have to induce shivering which is like really cold water being exposed for a really long time like if you just take a cold shower you're not going to get out and be like shivering right um but this you know I feel better when I take a cold shower. I, there's sort of a warming effect. You know, like when you're in a, in a hot shower, it's really hard to get out of the hot shower because like, yes. you, you, it's like freezing, right? As soon as you like get out, it's like, oh, I'm freezing. This is terrible because it feels so good because it's so warm. It's, you, have, you have the opposite effect when you're taking a cold shower. You, as soon as you t- turn the water off, your body's trying to warm you up. So there's like sort of this warming effect. Other other uh, benefits, the mirrors don't steam. Uh you don't. Huh, that's yeah. a very ancillary benefit. You, you don't. If you're in a, a, a large, you know, if people are visiting your house or you're staying at someone's house, you don't have to worry about running out of hot water. Uh, I know you're you're really grasping for straws here. Well, However, you said something that I think is very interesting, and that's uh, you know you talked about the science of it. I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Yeah. However, you said you feel good after you do it. So how about that? Yeah. Like uh, you feel good. It makes you feel good, and that's what like kind of loosely connected to this, like I'll have conversations with people that I work with because that's, you know, 
they see me the way I eat, and I bring like a gigantic bucket of salad every single night to eat. And the, you know that sometimes sparks conversations about why I eat the way I eat. And eventually it comes down to, well, I don't understand why. And I just say, well, because I feel better doing that. And that's something that everyone can understand like, oh, okay, well, if you feel better avoiding you know, sugars and grains, then okay, well, there you go. You can't argue with like, no, it, it does not make you feel better, you, right. you liar. Idiot. Like you can't argue with that. So if it's something that makes you feel physically better and it's something that's you know, physically beneficial to you, then, uh, you know, make, maybe that make, maybe yeah. make that your answer, you know? And another, uh, uh, the Domino, uh, project, I think is what it's called. I'll look it up and put it in the Domino's. show notes, but, uh, there, there's this idea behind like, okay, if there's something that like, that you really don't want to do, but make yourself do how that can kind of like, I don't know, forge your, your inner resolve or something like that. But so like every day when I, think you know, I, I'm, I, I'm big, I'm, I'm feeling that like I'm big into like, you know, kind of forcing myself to do things for uh, the benefit of personal growth. Yeah. Like maybe it's things that I don't necessarily want to do, but I'm like, I'm going to do this. And honestly, that was a lot of the motivation for the marathon. I wanted to do this because I thought it was something great. It's not because like, man, I just love running. Yeah. I don't is it, really like running Is it running easier to not run or run? It's easier to not run, right? Right. So like, oh, it's way. Yeah. And the thing is, I could thousand, have a thousand excuses on why I shouldn't run. Oh, my schedule's crap. Oh, I got this going on. I got this going on. I got this going on. And so you force yourself to do something that maybe not necessarily you that you want to do, but that you know is good for you. It's, there's benefits yeah. to that. I think mental it builds mental uh, fortitude. I yeah. guess. So like every day when I get in the shower with no water on, and I just like get in and I just turn the cold water on. And so there's always, even as long I've been doing this for four years now, and and even even now, like I'll have that moment of like, okay. Whew, here we go. You know, like it kind of, you kind of have to get ready for it. You know, like that, that moment of like of forging through and like doing it anyway is, yeah. is that moment that we're talking about. So, well, let me be clear also. Uh, I think what you're doing is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that. Uh, I do not subscribe to the, hey, you need to take a freezing cold shower, jump yeah. in a freezing cold river. I don't do that, but yeah. it works for you. And that's great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we had a question about the Brainwave app as, uh, as it ah, relates yeah. you to know, I meditation. I have questions about this too. I hear you talking about it all the time. Yeah. And I don't know. Um, I can't even remember now if it's uh, if it costs money or not. If it does. Well, great a, answer, Mark. Terrific. Yeah. You really, uh, really addressed the question. <laughs> it's a minimal amount. It's no more than five bucks. And there's like 32, I think, different binaural. Uh, what does that mean? B- okay. So like your brain can't detect like delta waves or theta waves or alpha waves, right? Like you, that, that's such a low frequency that you can't like right? hear that wave, right? Right. So what they figured out is if they play like a hundred and because I think Delta, one of them is like, you know, it's like four hertz or whatever it is. So like if you're playing 130 hertz in one ear and 136 in your other ear, your brain hears the difference, right? So you have to use headphones to use this brainwave app. And so what it does, it has like, you know, you listen to it before it has like something that like wakes you up. It has something that is like a calming thing. It has like a, there's one that's like hangover relief. There's one that's <laughs> for like, if you're ready to go to sleep and you really want to get into like a deep sleep, like more, more quickly. Uh, so like I do the, the calm reflection. It's like a 10 minute and they have them, you know, 10 minute different cycles of these different waves and it takes you through an alpha to a theta and all this, there's all the science behind it. But hmm. the 10 minute, I do a 10 minute calm reflection. Sometimes I do 20 minutes and it just, it's really kind of weird. Like, especially if you do the deep sleep one and like put your headphones in, like you start it and you like lay your head down. Like next thing you know, like 
it's the middle of the night, the thing's off, and you're like, you're you're conked out, or like it's the it's morning or something. Uh, Next thing you know, you're in heaven with a million naked women, and Jimmy, you're playing pool with Jimi Hendrix and Benjamin Franklin. And you're like, you oh, I'm died. dreaming. Okay. I died. Yeah, I'm dead now. Um, so so that's just a great way. You don't have to obviously have you know some sort of app or science in your ears to meditate or to calm your mind. It's just one of those things. It's like uh, it's something you. It's like foam rolling. You know, like our ancestor didn't foam roll. It's like an addition to our sort of crazy lifestyle. So this is just something that that I'll use, uh, and it, and it so it gets your brain sort of into that that cycle. That the, well, and we talk a lot about. Uh, oh, what was I going to say? Man, I lost track of what I was going to say because I've only slept three hours. We talk-, we, <laughs> we talk a lot about the benefits of meditation. There we go. The right. benefits of meditation. And this is just an aid to kind of help. Right. Like, I don't think it's meditation like you need to sit there with your legs crossed. Home, yeah. home. But I, when we talk about meditation, I think what we're talking about is just a timeout from traffic honk honk and your phone ringing and your emails going off and your kids going daddy daddy i need something ah the house is on fire you need to separate yourself and have time to basically just sit and reflect and if you're anything like me you can't do that because your brain is just non-stop 24 7 doesn't ever stop so it sounds like this is just kind of a thing to aid in kind of getting to that state almost yeah and it's like in some regards let's say i don't have my phone and i want to spend 10 minutes you know, not thinking about anything. It's not like, well, I can't do it because I don't yeah. have my app. Like, I and he, so here, here's something I learned at Paleo FX uh, from a from an expert on sort of uh, calming yourself down and sort of heart rate variability. We've talked about that before. Sort of increasing your heart rate variability, which is just a sign that basically it's taking your your sympathetic nervous system, your fight or flight, and sort of taking that down and having your parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest and bringing that up. So I want you to do this for me. I'm going to, we're going to go through this. You want me to do this? Okay. Yeah. So put your, all your fingertips and your thumb together, right? So you're like, yes. So th- there's all sorts of science behind like cross connecting. And when you're, when you're doing that, you're sort of, you're, you're cross connecting your, the two sides of your brain, right? Um, okay. That that's good for there's there's mental benefits to that. There's also like if you're standing on a balance beam and you like touch your left elbow to your right knee, that that sort of physical cross connection does a lot of good stuff for your core and all that. So there's all sorts of good stuff with cross connecting, right? So put your fingers and your thumb together like that, okay? All in one hand, right? Like a like a puppet mouth. Um. Yeah. Let's see. So like your pinkies are touching the tips, or you're touching the. the Wait. Both my hands together? No. No. Like just your fingertips. So like you're not. On both my, so like your pinkies are touching. The tips of your pinkies are touching. Oh, okay, on both of my hands. Yeah, so I'm tips, touching the tips of each finger to each other. Right. The corresponding tips finger. of okay. your ring finger. Tips of your middle finger. Tips of your index yeah, finger. Yeah, I got And okay. then tips of your thumb. So you have like you're creating like a ball with your hands, like this sort of vacuum yeah. ball thing. Okay, so I want you to breathe in through your nose, and it's going to take five seconds. One, two, three, four, and hold it for five. Hold it. Two, three, four. Release five seconds. One, two, three, four, and hold out for five. Two, three, four, five. That's called box breathing. You can do five seconds. You can do six seconds. You can do 10 seconds. You can do 20 seconds if you can do that. When you do that, and I've tested this. Actually, my, it makes me feel tired. Yeah, with my heart rate variability, like when I'm doing that, when, my, when I'm actually testing heart rate variability, it, all, it, goes up, it always goes up, which is a good thing. Hmm. Um, so, it, so that's something you can do if you don't have an app or whatever. Just sit there and just and when you're thinking about the seconds, you have like your watch or something, just thinking about and then holding and then exhaling. Like it's hard to think about anything else when you're thinking about your, 
Yeah, breathing. that's a good point. Yeah. You're occupying your brain with just the th- seconds yeah. and not like, wow, I got to return this email to Tom right. Spank. You can also like another thing that I'll do is count like I'll hold my pulse and I'll breathe in for, you know, eight heartbeats, hold eight heartbeats, release, you know, exhale okay. for eight heartbeats, something like that. So that's that's just a really quick thing you can do. Okay. Um, okay. So that's it's a brainwave app. I don't know. Obviously, like, I don't have any like invested interest in uh in the brainwave app, I don't get any. Maybe you should. I know. Idiot. I know. I need to call them. Uh, I did get a. Hey, my, this is Mark Rogers calling you from a truck stop bathroom. <laughs> I'd like to uh, uh, have, have you pay me money, please. Can you give me some money? Uh, I did get my travel squatty potty, which was is awesome. It's a blow up. Good news. The blow up squatty potty. Um, you can now stop crapping in the woods when you're on a business trip. <laughs> All right. We've just got, I could see, like five or six minutes left. Uh, let's yeah, we need do, to hurry this up. Let's do this one. Uh, question. How do you know if minimalist shoes work great for you in a given time or if you should move on to a different style of running shoes? Hmm, that's um, actually a good, a good, very good question. And I, yeah, I've got some experience on this because back in like 09, I think is when I read uh, Born to Run. And I just I mm-hmm. went cold turkey, uh, Vibrams, barefoot. And that's all, you know, and so in a matter of about four or five months, my hip was inflamed. I had a stress fracture like in my in my feet and one of my feet. One of Classic my Mark Rogers, by the way, to read yeah. something and be like, I'm going to do that now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so my, my recommendation for people now is, okay, how do you know if minimalist shoes work great for you? I think always... In every case, unless you have like you know you're you're in a motorcycle wreck and you've completely like destroyed both you of your feet. feet, yeah. If you have robot feet, you don't need <laughs> right. minimal shoes. This does not apply. Blade yeah. Blade Runner, the guy that murdered his girlfriend, th- this doesn't apply to him. Um, too soon. Uh, too soon. Okay, sorry. Okay, sorry good. about that. Good I, I retract that from the state from the record. <laughs> Please uh, <laughs> remove that from the record. Wait, I forgot to do it. Um, so like. Any time that you can be barefoot is even if it's like a you know for five minutes a day, if that's all your feet can handle, that's gonna do good stuff, right? So, as much as you can be barefoot, be barefoot, even if it's just walking. So, what I tell people is don't just go out and start running barefoot because you've been running in shoes for however old you are 20, 30, 40 years old. You've been your feet have been cast. So, I'll tell people to walk as much as they can. Anytime they're in the house, make the house like a barefoot zone. So, there's there's some good barefoot time right there. If you want to walk, try to go. You know, either barefoot or with your Vibrams for as long as you can. Take some other shoes with you in a backpack or something and, and like trade them out, you know, with, with a more minimal shoe. If you're going to run, you know, just work into it. Transition. Everything's a transition. If it takes you five years. If you years, don't transition, you're going to absolutely kill yeah. like your calves and Achilles because I transitioned a couple, you know, maybe about two years ago from uh, regular shoes to uh, minimalist shoes. And you basically have to retrain how to run. And so I was going on runs that are like, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten miles in regular shoes. I just start going out and doing like one mile runs. Yeah. So you have to retrain. So don't do a Mark Rogers and like jump into this full throttle. You need to ease yourself in yeah. because your body is simply just not used to the shoes even, like that. And let's say you're you're running or, or you like to you enjoy running and that's something that you do. Like even if you're running in the same shoes you've always run in, but but you're adding in some barefoot stuff outside of that, that's going to do you good. Um, uh, and wouldn't you agree also that like the lacrosse ball stuff on the bottom of the foot uh, is connected to this as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. As much as you can do like towel scrunching, like with your feet, working on the dexterity of your, of your 
toes because like we've said before like your Mm -hmm. feet have as much motor dexterity potential as your hands like you should be able to put your feet flat on the ground and lift up your pinky toe then lift up the next toe then lift up the middle toe then lift up the the long the the other toe and then lift up your big toe all separate of each other like just practice doing that and like getting some just some dexterity work in your feet well and hey listen uh, this is a this is for all the regular people that are listening to this okay I know we do a lot of like rolling our eyes at stuff that Mark tells us to do because some of it's crazy, uh, you know, like eating like an ox tongue or something. But Rocky Mountain Oyster. the lacrosse, the lacrosse ball is you got to do that. Yeah. You can get one on Amazon, and they're, they're like, like when I say cheap, like two dollars cheap. Yeah. Okay, and it'll come to your house, and it's uh, if you don't know what lacrosse is, it's it's like a tennis ball size, but it's like a dense, dense, dense rubber. Uh, almost like not quite as dense as a hockey puck. There's still some bounce to it, but uh, it's and you roll it on your feet. And this is not something that's like takes even minutes out of your day. It takes seconds out of your day, uh, and you that helps the muscles in your foot because look at when you wear standard, you know, very super cushioned, you know, standard running shoes. That's akin to like having your arm in a cast. Yeah. And, or your, or your uh, hand in a big go, winter and, and glove, when, and you're trying to play the guitar or something, and you're wearing right. these big And when gloves. you go uh, minimal or barefoot or what have you, it's like taking the cast off. All the muscles that you should have been developing your whole life through walking barefoot like a human, they're not developed. And so you're, they're atrophied. And so you need to build up the muscles in your feet, and that's why we're saying you need to slowly go into – barefoot stuff and not go completely overboard but also the lacrosse ball is good because you will build up like quite a bit of pain uh not pain but like almost just to work out the soreness in your feet it's good uh for all that one other one other i know we we look at stuff that mark tells us to do and like okay i don't know if i'm gonna do that i the the human on this show is telling you yeah (laughs) that's something you got to do you can't that's an uh, you got to do this another uh added benefit is you know, I, I have lacrosse balls like oh, they're like around me all the time. Uh, well, uh, add that to the Mark Rogers bragging montage. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna... I'm around lacrosse balls all the time. Guys. All my best friends play Sorry, lacrosse. Sorry, Jim Thorpe. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> so like I was in the airport and, you know, if you're if you want to disconnect from, you know, your phone and stuff, just having that lacrosse ball to like bounce you know, like remember Rocky like bounced that like racquetball like when he was like just like on the street. Remember that from the first Rocky? I do. Yes. Yeah. That's just that was just something that was just sort of like a I'm I'm you know uh, my brain is being uh, occupied and I'm just bouncing this ball and it was kind of fun. Yeah, you don't have to do that, regular humans. That's a Mark Rogers use for the <laughs> lacrosse ball that you can ignore. Um. Oh dang it! There was another. <laughs> oh yeah. So real quick. So okay, you wanna you wanna get minimal shoes. Uh, to to walk Define around. Define minimal, in. by yeah. the way. For people so who here are some for... examples, like Chuck Mar- uh, Ch- Chuck's Chuck Taylor's Chuck Martin, Chuck Taylor's Chuck's Chuck Martin. <laughs> Doc, <laughs> they're, they're just big boots with the Chuck like Chuck Taylor like star on them. Okay, so Chuck Taylor's are really good. Like one of the reasons, like they're very fashionable right now. I don't wear them because I'm a fashion person. I wear them because of the... the yeah, yeah, exactly. Add that to the montage yeah. as well. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a functional deal. I have... you know, They're very minimal. Uh, 
the the innovates are good. Uh, Nike just came out with a I think they're called Metcons, which is like oh, geez, but they're they're like my, I know someone that has them. They're really minimal. Um, uh, New Balance Minimus. I, was, I think was the, that was like yeah. started the like minimal shoe revo- uh, revolution. That was the next the one I was going to say. Yeah, is like the oh. New Balance Minimus. Uh, Adidas has an Ada Zero. Yeah, that's really popular right now. So any any shoe that you can get that is, I wore Merrells in my yeah. marathon and I loved yeah. them. I I can wholeheartedly say that that I felt they were comfortable. And I'll say this too: uh, if you're a runner and you're looking for minimal shoes, I would stress that you really need to go to like a specialty running store and have them help you. Uh, you know, measure your foot for sure. Yeah. See what kind of size, you know, width toe box, all that stuff. Don't just take my word for it. Oh, Rick ran at Merrill's. I'll just buy some Merrill's right now. Uh, go get your foot looked at because it's a lot of wear and tear on your feet. Yeah. But I, what I was saying is like for people who don't even know what minimal shoes are, not brands, but like they're, they're shoes that don't have a lot of structure to them. They don't have a, a, a big uh, heel drop is yeah, what it's a, called. A heel drop is basically the distance. Like if you're looking at your foot from the side, like uh, the heel drop is like the distance up in a shoe your heel would be. Like Almost a, like think of think like of a dress elevated, shoe. like a high heel. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, or like a dress shoe, how it comes up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you want your heel, like when you're barefoot, your heel is not dropped at all. It's the same uh, on the ground as it is your toe. It's right. zero drop. Right. Well, when you start putting shoes on, you, your heel goes higher and higher and higher, Which depending is, on the higher the heel yeah. the shoe. Well, when we're talking about minimal shoes, we're talking about ones that are mimic your barefoot that have, you know, basically a zero to, I don't know, would you go to like zero to like 10 millimeters maybe? Yeah, maybe. Heel I mean, drop, as maybe. Much, as much as you can be in a zero drop, the better. Like Chuck's yeah. are a zero drop. The Innovates are a zero drop. Um, yeah. Merrell's, I think mine were like a two drop maybe, or, or maybe they were zero. I don't know. But, one one recommendation on a dress shoe, um, because that's a big deal. Like people are like, okay, I, I'm wearing dress shoes all day. They have the heels and I'm not going to wear like loafers to a, like a business meeting. So there's uh, something called... Look the, like you just got off a yacht. Yeah. And I'll put this in... Wear, the, yeah, wear boat shoes. Look <laughs> like uh, Thurston Howell. Wear your uh, Vibram Five Fingers. No one will notice. <laughs> um, there are shoes called... It's called the Primal Professional. And it's basically a, a zero drop shoe with like a. Fall. Their logo is the unfrozen caveman lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm just a caveman. But there's like a false heel cut into the side of this zero drop dress shoe, so your heel is actually all the way down, but it looks like there's a heel. They're they're a little pricey, huh. but to me, like it's. Here's another thing. I have I have I probably have more shoes than my wife, and because I, I I spend money on shoes don't don't be scared to spend money on shoes because your feet are so important like don't you get what you pay for kind of a deal like don't skimp is that the right word skimp yes on, yeah, yeah. yeah on like your footwear because footwear is super critical uh in our modern world uh you know if we lived in the woods it wouldn't be critical because it would just you know be nothing or like a what was that was that yoda yeah he's going oh, bananas yoda, or may the f- that scared the crap out of may me the i'm surprised fourth, you heard that may the fourth be with you yoda Oh, yeah. It's yeah, very clever. Right. We're recording this on May 4th for those yeah. who didn't understand the joke. Okay, we have like... Actually, we're out of time. Huh. Well, man, we have like four okay. or five more questions. We're going to do this again, obviously. So Let's squeeze... I feel bad because we're so long-winded, but I should have known this was coming. Uh, by the way, the dog was scared by the garbage truck. So, oh, hey, nice. good looking out, Yoda. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, let's let's set up another one of these, yes. or like maybe let's like 
slowly because I feel bad for like the people who've been emailing us questions for like the last two months. Like, <laughs> wait for the listener question show. Right. We're not going to give you an answer now. Just wait for the show. So yeah, if we didn't get to your question, let's just say that like we'll address them. Uh, the remaining few questions yeah. in this email, we'll address them like slowly but surely, like in tip of the weeks or something like yeah. that. And give us uh, give us some feedback too. If this was like a total waste of time, and this is like, yeah, hey, we know all this, then we won't do this again. But if if you like this format, let us know, and we can maybe do one a month or one every. That would actually, I, you know, I can imagine. I think that this would be helpful for people. So if we do get feedback and we like this, maybe we will do this like once a month. Yeah, cool. Um, That's good. Right. So there it is. Um, oh, thank you to our guests. Yeah. Me. Thank, thank you, you, Mark and Rick. Uh, you can find them at mark.com and rick.com. It's uh, rick.org. <laughs> so simplymylifestyle.com is where you can find us. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Um, all right, uh, it's now time for the hot dog segment, which is basically the introduction, the in-between part. Uh, that's not gross, right? That's just a We call it the hot dog segment because yeah, it's, that's why – have we ever defined this? Because the hot dog is the thing in the middle of the bun. Yeah. Well, this is like in, in the middle, middle of two large segments. segments. It's the main segment and the humans being human. And so we just started calling this the hot dog segment. And on the humans being human this week, I actually went to a Rangers game with your – Texas Rangers, it's yes, baseball. Yes, not sorry, uh, sorry. Some people think of New York Rangers yeah. hockey. So, don't. so sorry. Or uh, uh, went to the game with cousin Zach, as he is affectionately known. Uh, Zach, because he's Garza. my cousin. Yes. Um, well, I, I think I even refer to him as cousin Zach sometimes. I think a lot of people do actually. Yeah. So Zach, and we're going to talk about this. Uh, we're actually time travel talk. We're going to record with him uh, soon. Yes. But he is the executive. He's actually was a football coach, a high school football coach for like mm-hmm. eight years. He's about to stop being a high school football coach to be f- the full time executive director of a, of a nonprofit. That mm-hmm. he started, and so I'm gonna let him sort of tell everyone about it because I'm really, it's a really cool deal. Uh, I'm glad you said that because I was going to use the segment after we record the humans being human to be to kick in a plug for his people, but uh, I'm glad that you're. Yeah, I'd love let, for him to say this. Yeah, we're gonna on let, the air, we're so. gonna let him do that. So uh, here is cousin Zach. Okay, yeah. joining us today as form aforementioned and zach we're gonna give you some uh some time at the end to plug we already talked about your uh your nonprofit and your and, and we're gonna talk about it we're gonna give you a little plug uh uh but <laughs> stop but, it but before Mark that Rogers. zach garza is officer bentley's first cousin and yeah. how much younger zach are you than rick uh i have no idea i'm 35 years maybe yeah, I'm five 35. Years? You're 31, aren't you? I'm 32. Okay, we're three years apart. Okay. Then. Okay. Yeah, the older we've gotten, I guess, the more that gap seems like it's shrinking because you're way more mature than I am, and I'm 35. In other news, I knew Zach's wife before he did. Oh, dude. Oh. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rick, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand you the the reins, so to speak, the the whip, however you want to say that. Uh, hand me the whip. The bull whip. Hey. Hey, Mark. Yeah. So, first off, I spoke with Sarah, and she, she remembered exactly who you were. Awesome. Because oh, geez. on the way home from Iron Springs Christian Camp, you came over to her house and had dinner. What? With her sister and her family. I did. And she remembers it like it was yesterday because you spent the entire dinner having explosive diarrhea in there. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. That is exactly what my wife said, Mark. So don't, so don't call her a liar. Wait, hold on. So I, her claim is that I had explosive diarrhea at the dinner table. 
she said that you spent the majority of dinner in the bathroom. <laughs> so you said that you were having explosive diarrhea. Well, I mean, dude. In all, in all fairness, uh, Mark can't keep all the time straight where he's had like massive diarrhea, so it's not like they'd all stick out in his mind. Well, it's like, oh man, Officer oh, Bentley, man. Officer Bentley, if this went to trial, I think the case would be against me for me denying this. I mean, it's uh, this is pretty pretty typical. I feel no. like uh, I feel like the, there, the preponderance of evidence here. Yeah. Uh, I believe Zach's claim. Right. Okay. So you guys, much like I have done with my brother Jeff, uh, Rick, you do the same thing with your cousin Zach. Maybe it should have been a good idea for you to tell me that this was your plan before we started recording, so I could have specifically thought about some instances. No, that we're, we're gonna we're going off the cuff here. That's that's how it's gonna work. Well, what are some stories that you you, you remember about Zach? Zach, do any come to mind like uh, growing up stories? Basically, if I can set the stage and let Zach have a moment to think, I have an older brother, Rob, and then uh, Zach has an older brother, like an older half brother, Andy. And uh, Andy was one year older than Rob, one year or two or something like that. So we're basically all clustered around the same age. We're all within, you know, I'm four years younger than Andy and three years older than Zach. So we're all like kind of in this big uh, age kind of group where we all hung out yeah. together quite a bit, like every holiday, 4th of July, Memorial Day, stuff like that. And they lived in the city right next to ours. So we were hanging out all the time. So we were basically like yeah. brothers, the four of us. Do you have any, uh, any particularly powerful memories, cousin Zach about, uh, you know, funny stories? Uh, I remember we did, I, I remember we did, uh, we used to like to make movies like with the, uh, the video camera, <laughs> like, yeah, with Devil Dog. Zach and Andy, their family had this dog, this uh, this poodle named Dottie. And uh, Dottie was a horrible, mean dog and would snap at you. But in all fairness, it was because we, all four of us, kind of tortured her a little bit. <laughs> and so we made her the monster that she is. Well, we were all visiting our grandparents in Oklahoma, and we were very bored because it was rural Oklahoma and there's nothing to do. And so we got the video camera and we made a movie called Devil Dog, uh, <laughs> shot yeah. on location on like 15 different locations in Duncan, Oklahoma, uh, about how this devil dog had escaped from the pound and had eaten, uh, gotten into an orphanage or something like that and eaten a yeah. bunch of children. Yeah. And we had to catch that devil dog. Is this, is this video on YouTube by chance? Uh, I was gonna just ask, gonna ask you, Zach. Do you know if you have a copy of the Devil Dog? Uh, I don't know if we do, but if we did, I'm sure my mom has it. So that surely your mother would have a copy. I'll text her and see if yeah. she's got it because that would be pretty terrific. Yeah. Uh, any any yeah. other like uh, particularly like uh, fond uh, did, did or funny ever, stories? Did y'all get any big fights growing up? Oh my gosh! Oh so, my, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got in fights all the time. So um, I have a couple stories. Go ahead. Rick. So the first one that I distinctly remember about me and you is okay. this. Uh, so in my grandparents' house, there was like a three-bedroom house with a with a couch, and whenever the whole family was there, there was like twelve people just packed out in there, right? And so all <laughs> all the kids would sleep in the main living room. Two would take the pull-out couch, and then two would take this like this jankety like a blow-up mattress, right? And, it and me out. and you, me and you always ended up on the blow-up mattress because uh, right. our older brothers would basically take the couch and be like, "You're screwed. Sorry, it's more comfortable. Yeah. Don't want to tell you." So, so I distinctly remember 
waking up one Thanksgiving morning, and I was watching football, and my older cousin, Rob, dared Rick to come and fart on my head. I remember this, too, now that you're saying this. Uh, Rick has done that so, to me a few times as well. So here I was. I was probably, like, maybe 10 years old. So the, yeah, 10, 11, Rick, something like that. And Rick was, at the time, um, to put it nicely, he was rather robust. Rather robust. <laughs> robust. Um, husky. Maybe, I think uh, I preferred husky. Okay, husky. Um, so Rick came up behind me, and he sat on my head. And he farted. And while he was doing this, I pinched a nerve in my neck, and I couldn't turn my head for the rest of Thanksgiving. <laughs> it looked like Batman, so, like when he tried to turn his head left and right, he had to turn his entire torso. This is like yeah, a right. fart, fart pranks right. gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I've got that one. But uh, well, well, there, it's, not, it's not related to me, but wasn't there a time in the not-so-recent past where there was like a, uh, a big storm or something like like a snowstorm, and you were going to jump into like a snow pile, but turns out inside the snow pile was like a fire hydrant, and you like uh, severely injured uh, yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, no, no. So what happened was this. Was so, so back in high school, uh, it was like 2000, maybe 2001, me and my friends were trying to find a party out near McKinney, Texas. Which, which is miles yeah. outside of uh, good old Dallas. It is also the home and of Charles Tex Watson, one of the murderers in the Tate LaBianca, Charles okay. Manson. Okay, 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 that's yeah. enough. Sorry, sorry. Continue. So, so at the time, there was nothing out there. Um, but my friend knew a friend who was going to have a house party out there. And it was after Christmas time, so it was like December 26th, 27th-ish, and it had just snowed that day. So me and my friends, we... Uh, we drive on out there and there's about four of us and we just about come up on this party and we find that it's incredibly lame, right? So we stay for like five minutes, maybe 10 minutes and leave. Well, on the way out, uh, we drove past this snowman and this snowman was like a good four or five feet tall. And so me, I was uh, sitting up front and I decided to tell my uh, best friend Brandon to pull on over. Well, hold on. We need to we need to know. Tell the listeners how tall you are, Zach. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm six eight and I'm two hundred and forty five pounds. <laughs> He's a big dude. Okay. <laughs> so I'm a I'm a large individual, and uh, I thought that it would be hilarious if I ran and form tackled this snowman <laughs> and made everyone laugh. So he pulled over, right? And there's this snowman, I mean, straight up, like, this snowman was perfect. Had, like, the carrot nose, the, you know. <laughs> Poor little kids that made the snowman. And I get this running start, and I just, as hard as I can, just lower my shoulder and form tackle this thing. And, man, I felt just the sharpest oh, pain I've ever felt in my entire gosh. life. And I just stink. And I look up, and that snowman didn't even move an inch. <laughs> <laughs> Because see what happened was kids built that that thing that like that day in a night that oh. snow turned into ice. And so oh. I pretty much just ran into like a six foot oh. giant block of ice. <laughs> so um, I may or may not have been um, under you know the uh, and in the influence of I, something. 
I might have been drinking some alcohol. This was before I had, you know, become the person who I was or who I, uh, who I. Back when you were still the person that I, I, that I am today. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, uh, so I've been drinking and now I have a broken collarbone. God. All of my friends are just dying laughing. Well, they rushed me to the, um, emergency room and I get rushed into the back and I'm sharing a room with this older man and I have a broken collarbone and I'm still kind of drunk. My mom walks in Oh geez. and we pull back the curtain and guess who I'm sharing a room with Waynard. Stop no, it. My youth pastor <laughs> named Russell. He's oh. in there for some strange reason. I didn't know that. Neither did I. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're like, what's up, Russell? <laughs> so, like, I don't know if that was like, you know, God's fate to be like, hey, Zach, this uh, this is a really stupid idea, but I don't know, man. So, I have that story. <laughs> that's really great, the end of that. I had yeah, never heard yeah, that. Yeah, man. Oh, hey, Russell, I was out collecting oh, hey. for oh, the homeless, <laughs> and somebody tackled me and poured alcohol into my mouth and made me do dumb things. <laughs> I was here uh, to get my stomach pumped. I was here to have like the alcohol emergency removed from my stomach so <laughs> that I wouldn't get drunk. Yeah. So. Well, hey, uh, Zach, you have something in four minutes. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I have. To, you, uh, let's give you. Let's yeah. yield the remainder of our time, however much you have, to talk talk about Forerunner real quick. Yes. Forerunner mentoring program. All right. Well, so uh, thanks, gentlemen. So. Um, I grew up in a home where there was hmm. no man present. Uh, my parents got divorced whenever I was in eighth grade. Um, and that left me searching for what it looked like to um, call myself a man. Uh, I tried to find affirmation and I tried to find love through all sorts of things, whether it be partying <laughs> or uh, tackling snowmen. <laughs> yeah, or sports or whatever. Um, and so I was just kind of lost from about age 13 to about age 22. Um, I also was very angry. Um, and I was also very, well, uh, I thought that, um, I was the man because see, I was like six, eight, two forty five, six pack. Oh six yeah. Pack. Uh, no, an eight pack. Yeah. <laughs> man. And so I was arrogant and I was prideful and a man came into my life and he started to mentor me and he started to, pour into my life and show me what it looks like to be a real man. Uh, he um, asked questions. He taught me how to forgive. Um, and so fast forward 10 years, I coach football and I teach health um, at a uh, school down here. And um, on my football team one day, I just asked these kids, there's about 65 of them, hey, who in here grew up in a home where there's no male presence? And about 55 of those 65 kids, their hands just shot up. God almighty. So at that moment, I saw 55 kids who were just like me, who were searching, um, and they wanted a man to show them what it looked like to be a man. So pretty much what I did is I started pairing up men in, um, men in Lake Highlands, which is a, a community of northeast Dallas. And uh, I started to pair them up so that they can mentor these young men. Um, we do three things. We, um, we use mentoring to take care of the wound that was left whenever 
a kid's dad leaves them. We fulfill potential by teaching them how to work hard, how to have high character, and um, how to lead well. And then the last thing that we do is we serve the single mother. So these moms are so awesome, and they are trying to do the best that they can to raise these men. Um, and so we support them, uh, whether that looks like just um, being there for them, uh, giving them um, job skills. Maybe we provide them with a, um, you know, with a car. We just want to be a support to resources in, um, in our uh, community. So we have a website. It's www.forerunnermentoring, F-O-R-E-R-U-N-N-E-R, mentoring.com. And that will be in the show notes. Um, that will be in the show notes, and we'll also put a link to uh, Forerunner's page on the Facebook as well after the sh- when the show airs yeah and uh i will just say like you know humans being human uh is always kind of a funny story but i can't think of a, a more human being human than helping out other humans in this way so this also zach explains why like we would include you in some uh group texts and that were you know like uh, i don't know maybe a little immature and this explains why yeah. maybe sometimes you don't partake in that so uh well sorry i think about immediately that. it's because mark your jokes suck and uh you're tell a crappy joke and it kind of kills the room and then no one's like okay well i'm not going to be part of this crappy group threat anymore because mark is an idiot so no exactly hey, zach thank you hey. so much for for being uh part of us and again that's forerunnermentoring.com go and uh, there's a donate button on the bottom. You can don't make a one-time donation, or you can make uh, ro- like monthly donations. Uh, they need your resources to to help the community. So go on there and uh, think about helping them. I am sure. I am a supporter uh, as well. So I, I encourage everyone of our listeners to do something for the program. Uh, Zach, thank you. I know you've got to go. I uh, really appreciate this. Thanks, Mark. And uh, yeah, buddy. we'll talk to you soon. All right, gentlemen. Good day. Love you, cousin. All right. Thank you, Cousin Zach. And uh, we will link to his website of his the Forerunners Mentoring Program. Is that what it's and called? And I will say, yeah, Forerunner Mentoring. And yeah. I would say this as well. This is a specific program in the Dallas area right now. But uh, you don't have to live in Dallas to contribute to Forerunner. Yeah. Uh, and this is a shameless plug. I didn't tell him I was going to do this. But you don't have to live in this area to contribute to Forerunner because what it's doing is it's uh, it, it's it's good to help people no matter where they are. And this is a very, very, very important program. And it's helping break the cycle. That's uh, just a vicious cycle that, that affects a lot of people. So yeah, you might live in Walla Walla, Washington. If we have you live listening in Walla Walla, Washington, send me an email because I just want to see that sounds awesome. But uh, you <laughs> can, visit. you know, you can chip in a little bit here if you feel, uh, you feel connected to it because it's yeah. helping create leaders for, you know, for the next uh, the next generation, I guess yeah, is a good so way to put it. Proud of you, cousin Zach. Good, good stuff. So proud of him. Yeah. And by the way, like uh, me and my brother Rob and Zach, like uh, we talk a lot. Well, me and my brother talk about this a lot. Like, uh, man, Zach is really making me and my brother look really terrible. <laughs> like, we're really not doing anything with our lives. Uh, Which it also explains like what he's doing. It explains why, like a few years ago, when we would like. Uh, include him in some text threads that he like would never respond. <laughs> it's like some group text messages. He's like, guys, uh, I'm an adult. Uh, yeah. <laughs> come on, I'm a grown up. You guys quit acting like babies. Yes. All right. It is now time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week. Something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And this this tip is more of like uh, trying to change a thought process. Um, okay. So like. You know, you think of willpower and you think of, okay, your brain, the analogy is like, I'm, I am in the driver's seat of a car and I am, I'm controlling the car. 
And when the car runs into a tree, I am a freaking idiot because I <clears throat> ran the car into a tree. Or when the car runs out of gas, when the car makes a wrong turn, when the car, you know, anything that happens. You're in control of the car. Right. Yeah. It, you're in complete control. And that analogy has only come up since cars were created, right? Obviously, before cars, there was not that analogy. The analogy was that your brain, you have like these this divided mind, right? You have your conscious, you have your, your subconscious, Freud would argue, you have the id and all this other stuff. But like you are basically not in a car with full control. You are like the analogy that I, I've been presented to in the happiness hypothesis. We talked this book about Luke Norsworthy several months ago and I'm oh, actually yeah, yeah. finally start getting around to read it. Um, that you are actually on an elephant. And sometimes, like, the elephant will do what you tell it to do, but if the elephant has another incentive, the elephant's going to tell you to, like, hey, uh, <laughs> I'm doing what I want to do, and I'm going over this way now. And so it's like, if if what you are, you know, riding on or in or whatever it is makes a wrong turn or does something that you don't want it to do, that not that's not necessarily your fault, Right, they're like you have this. You have this other sort of sense of your mind that that is has a lot more control over your conscious than than you think it does. And so, uh, it, you know, and those, that was the analogy. Like, you know, in like the, the Greek uh, literature and all this stuff, the analogy was that you are on you know, like a donkey or a, an elephant. Well, and it's also uh, a line in a Creation song. Is it? Yes. How does? What's the line? I have no idea what you're talking about. I'll have to send you the link. You can put it in the show notes. Okay, sweet. Uh, Big Crayshon fan over here. What, what, what's cool? I don't even know. Is that a band? Oh my god! You never heard of Crayshon? Get out of here! Crayshon? How do you spell that? C R A Y S H A W N, I think. Oh, She's big a, fan of Crayshon, huh? You don't yeah. even know how to spell it. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you one. I can't believe you've never heard of this. Okay. I've yeah. derailed the tip, tip of the week, yeah. but she's no, writing so in, uh, she says she's writing in a in a club on an elephant. Yeah. Oh, cool. Maybe that's... Looking yeah. very elegant. Yeah. So it's that's like, well, that's like, that was like the analogy before cars came around. So that's the tip. It's more of like a, just sort of thinking about something in a different way, uh, I guess. Um, another cool book that I just finished reading, I read it in less than a week, was called Held... And I'm just... This is completely because I... This was just fascinating to me. It has nothing to do with anything. I just read Helter Skelter, which is Vin- Vincent Bugliosi, the prosecuting attorney in the Manson family murders trials, mm. the Tate-LaBianca murders. The feel-good story of the summer, huh? <laughs> just like eat, pray, love, and then you move on to Helter Skelter, eh? Unbelievably fascinating psychology. If you're into psychology or like criminal law... Or never like that, sleeping ever again. Yeah, seriously, you're like making sure your doors are locked every night before you go to bed. This Maybe book, don't read this book. Maybe don't read this at all. book was absolutely fascinating. And I, I'm, I'm on to the Whiskey Rebellion now and Happiness Hypothesis. So, And then after that, you're going to read uh, The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. No, The Girl on a Train was recommended to me, so... That's a fiction. That's I like the fake name. Just so, just so fake name. That's not a book. Know, fake name. I have. I always try to have an audio book going, a hard copy book going, and a Kindle book going. And I try to always within those three have some type of fiction, and not you know I I don't I try to mix it up. So I'm the always, bragging so. montage is getting no, around I'm full say, today. Hey, I'm saying like that's I always have access to three leather bound editions. <laughs> this smell like scotch and mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what I was just saying. Like that's what I do to like sort of that's my sort of release. Like instead of like watching a ton of TV, like I always like like I re- I listened to the Helter Skelter book and I just I couldn't stop listening to it. I was like I'm gonna mow the grass again today. 
because uh, I. So you can go out there and do some deadlifts with no shirt on. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I actually am not wearing a shirt, and I because I just it's finished because I just finished working out. Um. All right. You well, weight removes. I think that, fine, yeah. I think that's gonna do it. So coming up next week is the sort of impromptu live at the Paleo FX Expo floor with Kate Galliette and Charles Mayfield, uh, which is really fun. I also have some audio from. Uh, Eva T and Jim oh, Lair. We haven't talked to her in forever. I know, I know. She it was great seeing her. And then uh, Mike T. Nelson, who's been on the show, and a, and a guy named Jason Moore, who has an, an elite uh, HRV is his uh, heart rate variability app. And he was on a few panels. And so I just I got them basically like they were passing by me, and I was like, Hey Jim, if you could be an animal, what would it be? And he like we ended up having like you know hard hitting interviews yeah. from, brought to you by Mark Rogers. <laughs> so I might like throw some of those. If the moon was made of green cheese, <laughs> would you eat it? I don't you would. I'd be delicious. Um, okay, cool. So that's coming up next week, and we've got like, a lot of cool stuff coming up. It's we, we sort of have gone. We had like a lot of movement people on. Now it's sort of like we're going to go into like after next week sleep and stress and more of like the mind stuff is coming up. So keep that in mind. Email us simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. If you have a humans being human story, leave us a review on, uh, on oh, we forgot, oh, we forgot to announce the t-shirt winner. <laughs> You're going to have to tune in next episode. Oh, wah, wah. Well, I, th- I have a pretty good idea of, of who it's going to be. Uh, well, you can probably just tell them then. If you know, if you have an email connection to them, you can probably just tell them. Yeah, there you go. Huh. And so he won't yeah. be, he or she won't be like sweating it out. Yeah, but. so yeah, that, perfect. That's a great idea. Good job. So Well, so now everyone who doesn't get an email knows they didn't win the shirt. So yeah. we're really like, like killing the uh, <laughs> suspense here. Right. Um, and so find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com, Facebook page, YouTube channels, at uh, simplyhuman52 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Sarah Fergoso, I took a picture of, of me, like a horrible selfie of me on her phone, and she posted on Instagram. And I got like 70 Instagram followers in like 10 minutes because she's got like a bajillion. Uh, which <laughs> Did you test funny. it? Uh, t- uh, hashtag with FBGM. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag like moron. So she all she has. I posted this on my Instagram. She has nineteen thousand unread emails. Good uh, job. Yeah. So I can't have one. Yeah. <laughs> if I have the little thing that says one, I go bananas. Yeah. So, I know. Wow. I don't know. I'm not sure. I've received nineteen thousand emails in my whole life. Whole life combined. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember about how this devil dog had escaped from the pound and had eaten, uh, gotten into an orphanage or something like that and eaten a yeah. bunch of children, yeah. and we had to catch that devil dog. Is this, is this video on YouTube by chance? So until next time, enjoy yourself.